0: Loud and crackly and ready to go.
1: (laughs) Good morning. Good morning. I'm Naomi. I'm Liz. We're the Run Galley Girls, and we
0: are here with episode fifty-eight of our podcast, which is kind of incredible because like a hundred is sneaking up on us very quickly. I know. And we mentioned it last week that we have been recording for a year, which is like insane. um, Because, like, I could just see this going on forever. Yeah,
1: (laughs) and it's one of those things that yeah you. Build something up and it just, I don't know, like you, you know, once you start building a habit. habit. Exactly. It's just like running.
0: So, like, if you're brand new to running or maybe you've taken a break and then you're like, oh, it's going to be so hard. You just start and then all of a sudden you've been a runner for a while. All of a sudden you've been running since 2008. Right. that's, That's what happened to me. Like, I started running. And sure, I didn't run consistently the whole time, but, like, I ran some.
1: You are, you are a runner. If you run some,
0: yeah,
1: yeah, and you know, my favorite thing—I think you taught me this—is the time will pass anyway, and yeah. so that's that is like what it is. Like a whole year has gone by. We've recorded now fifty-eight episodes. Yep. Like the time it, has passed, and we and we will did pass it. Anyway. Just decide to do it, and just keep and just do and it. Just do just it. Start, start the habit.
0: It's so exciting. So. We are continuing our streak of using (laughs) our (laughs) assistant. (laughs) Yes. I love saying that. Our assistant chat GPT. Our assistant chat GPT4 (laughs) to help us with um, episode ideas. And really just to expand on episode ideas that we have. So we are going to talk about building resilience as a runner through mental softness, which is yeah. a pretty cool concept. But before we kind of move on to that, let's do some life updates.
1: Sure. Sure. So we're still streaking. We're still streaking. We just I did. just
0: finished day 26.
1: Oh, yeah. So I'm like a day behind you, right? Yeah. So we just did our, because yeah, today's the 24th. We just did our one mile run together. Yeah. We did our 30 minute walks, like kind of separately with our dogs. Yeah. And yeah, it's amazing. And it's kind of like a challenge that's it's a, it's very Accessible, obviously. It is.
0: It is. I find, like, my trick is get the walk and the 30 minutes done in the morning and then only do a mile in the afternoons. Like, unless I have time to run in the morning or I'm feeling well, because I have a little bit of a head cold, and you know how colds go, you don't feel well in the mornings, and then you kind of feel better throughout the day. And then, you know, mid-afternoon, you have that slump, but then you're you're okay-ish. When you can take cold medicine, you just pop some pills and then you feel great. But can't take cold medicine, so.
1: Yeah, and your immune <laughs> system's been just yeah down because of the baby, and so it's yeah. been like you've just been getting sick, and that sucks. But <laughs> but, um, sorry but you're still talk. but you're still continuing the streak, which is amazing, yeah. even though you're well, sick.
0: Well, it makes it so easy to do. The streak is run a mile. The streak is not run every day. The streak is not run. Go for a run every day. It's run a mile. Right. So like. I've really been, and I posted about this on Instagram last night, I've really been embracing running whatever you're wearing. So I had on yesterday, I wore just a tank top with like a, I actually had a running quarter zip on that I wore all day with my, with jeans and some thick socks and snow boots. I took my snow boots off, (laughs) put my sneakers on, jumped on the treadmill, got a little warm, took my headquarters off. Finish the mile. It was great.
1: Yeah. It's been so nice to be able to just, like, run in whatever, just kind of squeeze it in, a Mm -hmm. 12-minute, 15-minute activity. You can pretty much fit that in even when your life is as busy as ours are. Like, you can still make 15 minutes happen, 12 minutes, whatever. It's
0: pretty easy. Even when you're tired and you don't want to do it, you just get down there and you do it. And I think run-walk really helps with that because, I mean – I know for me, like, I always start with a minute of walking on the treadmill, and that counts as my run. Right. So, you know, I've been doing different little intervals on the treadmill. Like, sometimes I'll do 30 run, 60 walk, and I'll do a fast run, like a 9 nine miles per hour or 7 miles per hour, or I'll do 60-30, where I'm running for 60 and walking for 30, and then sometimes I'm just doing minute-minute.
1: Yeah, I'm usually doing about 60-60 on the treadmill yeah. these days when I do it. But, um, yeah, like, the, the the run walk makes it like you're easing into it. Yeah. Because, and that's how it is when we go outside for a run. We always Our first mile of our longer runs will always be, like, a a little little slower. 12, 30, whatever, instead yeah. of when the rest of the runs might be 11, 30. And so that baby baby run, that first or mile, even, is all we're doing. Even
0: when we were faster, we would sometimes start off with an 11-minute mile, right. and then the rest of the miles would be nines. Nines,
1: yeah, exactly. And so it's still, like, we're still – have longer runs on our schedule, but the fact that one mile is the goal has been nice because it just, it builds the habit without the pressure of distance.
0: And then with snow this weekend in the DC area, we went to the pool and we did pool running, which was fantastic. Yes, I was actually wiped after that. Same. That was like the beginning of my sickness too, like of really feeling sick, but I was just wiped after that pool run.
1: I didn't get sick, but I, yeah, Sunday, I was so, so, so tired from it. It was like we had gone and done the 18 mile run. Yeah, that's I felt, what it felt like. Yeah, I felt it exhausted. Was, it
0: was crazy. I was like, whoa, I'm not in pool running shape anymore. I thought
1: I was like, I thought I was just tired from, I mean, the run and then like life and like the adrenaline well, of like the day before the getting my my bronco. Of bronco. <laughs> yeah, so
0: you can follow Naomi's bronco on
1: Instagram. I'm ridiculous that my Agave, bronco now has the
0: bronco. Yeah,
1: that my bronco now has her own Instagram. I need to go find some cute places to photo, you know, take photo shoots of her. Yeah, <laughs> so silly. Uh,
0: I feel bad I didn't chronicle for Instagram my first ride in oh, Agave. Gosh, it so nice. I know. We have plenty
1: of time. Don't worry. I should have. We'll do, you know, like, we'll, be, we'll be taking I'll lots be like, of... i like, come lead. ride
0: with me in Agave, the prom cow.
1: <laughs> yeah. Crossovers. I mean, she's yeah. already gained like 50 followers, so it's, it's great. It's great.
0: It's fantastic. It's All so of, silly. I'm ridiculous. It's so fun, though. It's so much fun. You know, yeah. you have to find the joys in life. Exactly. Um, when you know, just as adults,
1: because like, life is is hard enough. Yeah. Like, yeah, just do something that makes you happy. And if it's 100%. if it's yeah, and running is one of those things. Obviously, makes us happy. Hundred
0: percent. Yeah. So we are super excited about this episode. Um, yeah. So,
1: it sort of came about from a post we saw where, um, you know, this this runner had mentioned that she went out for yeah, her long for, run.
0: Uh, yeah. Runner Court, what's her Instagram handle? I know,
1: Court Runs. I can't ever remember anybody's names. Courtney
0: Kitchen is her name.
1: Yeah, so she had stopped her, she went out for her long run, and she, on the advice of Steve Magnus, I guess through his, you know, through one of his podcasts or his books, of course, Peak Performance, and he, um, she stopped her run at 15.92 or something instead of 16 miles. Yep. And And it took a lot of mental effort to right do that.
0: because you know so many of us we're like oh I'm going to keep running until I get to this round number and like doing a streak we have to get to 1 mile like .99 right. is not the same for this badge right so we have to do the 1 and so it it can be a little like stop at the 100 or the 1.01 for strava or whatever and so it can take a lot of mental like Effort to not be at a round number. And I remember when I was um, doing a little bit more coaching and I would prescribe 60 minute runs. And like my athletes were like, Well, I went to 63 minutes so that I could be six miles. And I was like, No, 60 (laughs) minutes. Whatever you do in 60 minutes, it's a 60 minute easy run. I don't care if it's 4.8 or 5.3 or 5.9 or 6.6, 60 minutes. (laughs) Yeah.
1: And we, just like we talked about before, a 202 half marathon and a 159 half marathon are the same. Are the same. They're the same. And that's why getting wrapped around a round number or a sub whatever number is, is a problem and is not yeah. it is not necessary because it, they are the same. And so right. for Courtney's 16 miler, 15.92 is a 16 miler. She Absolutely. didn't not do her 16 miles just because she stopped at point, <laughs> 0.08 short. Right.
0: So, Absolutely. So Sorry so, if you saw my finger swiping oh, across the camera. If you're on
1: YouTube. Yeah, by the way, if you are just listening, join us on YouTube. Yeah, for, follow us.
0: For, you know, to watch it's us talk. It's super fun. <laughs> it's super fun. You get to see our faces. Yeah. Um. Yeah, so, so I think that that's like a good practice for everyone. Although I will say I have a friend, Julie, that did something really cute. And I think it was when she was... 39 turning 40, yes. Okay, can we talk about how it was 2019 and now it's 2024? So
1: I can tell you. Remember you were like, do you have any ski pants that fit? Yeah. I said, let me go check, right? So I'm like, I got to see if I have any ski pants at home. I'm telling Scott. I got to see if I have any ski pants that fit. If I don't, Liz can lend me a pair. And he goes, well, I bought you a pair last year. I was like, last year? There's no way you bought me a pair last year. I know you bought Lila one, but I haven't skied since we had Julian. Yeah. I go pull out said pair. They have the last lip ticket on them because I didn't cut yeah. it off. February 17th, 2019. And he's like, yeah, last year.
0: Right. <laughs> last me, year. Because of the pandemic, we lost five years. We did. <laughs> like, the world went from 2019 Mm-hmm to 2024. Yep. Like that was <laughs> like there has been this blur of like weird what that happened last year. <laughs> it's it is absolutely insane. Yeah. And so many crazy things happened globally between like yeah. 9th, but, like 2019 between, and now. <laughs> right. Like from the beginning of 2020 through right. the end of 2023, like so many crazy things happened that like That is, it's a blur. We went, I mean, great things happened too, but.
1: But we've lost, yeah, like everyone kind of lost. I mean, yeah, there was a lot. There's just, it was just so much change. And I think somehow that people we haven't recovered and we're still in it's still twenty nineteen in our minds or twenty twenty in our minds. Well
0: right now it's it's twenty twenty four but like we went from twenty nineteen to twenty twenty four. Yeah it's it's absolutely it's absolutely crazy. And I can't remember what I before like where we were going with this. Where I was going with the with the whole like time warp. We're thing. talking about
1: practice of you know <clears throat> of our um you know of like breaking the mindset.
0: Yeah.
1: And your friend Julie oh, had yeah. so
0: Yes. So she was turning. She must have been turning forty. She would stop all of her runs at a point three nine which is so cute for oh, the that year that so she was cute. 39. I was like that's adorable. Like and so she would run like extra to get that point 39. And so all that's of her adorable. runs for that full year that she was 39 were point 39, which is super cute. That is really
1: cute. And yeah. you could just like walk it in or whatever to get to your yeah. <laughs> That's adorable. I love that for like your Strava. Yeah.
0: I mean that that <laughs> must have I mean that must have been 2018 or 2019. Right. Last because year. yeah, I'm pretty <laughs> sure she's 45 now.
1: Right. Like that is a really because, cute little yeah. little habit though.
0: So that's like the one thing that's like the one thing that like, okay, you can be a little crazy if you're gonna do something adorable. Right. <laughs> right. Cause otherwise getting to the OO or
1: the O one for Shava it just is it means nothing. And and actually right. I was see, Magnus was saying on one of the podcasts that they did the same thing that we've said, except he was using the example of a mile. But he's like a four oh two mile and a three fifty nine mile are the same.
0: Right. They're thing. so it's so close that like the fitness is there. It's just like the day and like the conditions by, or right. And by dropping like the mental like wall around these goals. Around these, the numbers. Like, around these number goals. It makes them so much more attainable. I remember talking to, I think it was Chris Twiggs. Pretty sure it was Chris Johnston. It was one of the Chris's that is a coach that it's I've Is a Galloway talked to. coach. And, um... And they were saying, well, now that you've qualified for Boston, it's going to be so much easier for you to qualify for Boston. And I was like, what? It's like, once you've done it, it's the walls down. It's easier. You know and you can. Exactly. It's just like the first time you break two hours, you're like, oh, okay. Or four hours in the marathon or whatever. Like, the first time you do it, it's or like, the, oh. Or the first time you've
1: run a half marathon. Once you've right. run a half marathon now, you can run another half marathon. Right. Or a 5K.
0: Or like – I remember trying to break 25 minutes in the 5K. Yeah. I ran so many, like, 25.03s, 2501s.
1: 25.08.
0: Yeah, so many. <laughs> 25.13s. And yes. then one day I went out without even thinking. I ran a 24.44. Yeah. And I was like, oh, that was the same. Yeah. So.
1: Yeah, I know. It very, is this. It is the same, but at that time it feels very, it like. It
0: feels like such a mountain to climb.
1: Yeah, right. There's, like, 10 seconds or whatever. But you know
0: what? It's uh it's not about how fast you get there. It's not about what's waiting on the other side. It's the climb. Yes, I yes, Miley. See you. I
1: love this. Song.
0: That dream I'm dreaming.
1: There you go. there's a
0: voice inside my head saying, you'll never reach it. That's my doppelganger by the way. I love
1: Yeah, I love Miley. Ah, uh,
0: yeah. I was you and Disney when somebody stopped me and was like there were people you knew right and they were like you sound just like my yeah Cyrus.
1: <laughs> that's right that's right it was like a great oh yeah yeah <laughs> it was my friend um, Amanda and her mom and yeah. her daughters and she mm-hmm. like
0: the mom was like it, it's ever like people who say that my voice or even sometimes my look remind them of Miley Cyrus it's always somebody who's over 55 right <laughs> <laughs> but it's hilarious but they're thinking
1: of Hannah Montana
0: Maybe, maybe. <laughs> That's, like, with I don't know. Like, I mean, certainly the voice is still very...
1: Yes, but I mean, like, size. the hair or something. Like, oh, yeah. Like, they're thinking of, like, young Miley, so...
0: Yeah, well, oh, right, with the long blonde Yes, hair. yeah. <laughs> so fun, so fun. All right, Um. so with this... Mental softness, like what does it mean? It's
1: and why is it softness and not toughness? Right.
0: Well, and like I think it's I think it's just supposed to be like the antithesis of of toughness because, you know, we talk about being resilient and, you know, actually in a training I I did last night, we talked about like defining resilience because resilience can be one of those words. Oh, if you're just more resilient than sexism won't bother you. If you're just more resilient, racism won't bother you. And then that, that's not what resilience means. And it can almost become like a bad word to just use resilience unless you like define what it means. Mm -hmm. And, you know, and you can't use resilience as a scapegoat. You can't say, oh, if I was just more resilient, like, no, like,
1: you We're know, around, around a lot can with still like still
0: bother you right? when it's you're, you're a around a lot with
1: like kids. Like kids are so resilient and like because they can bounce back from things. Right. It essentially, doesn't
0: mean that, it doesn't mean that things don't bother you. Exactly, it means that you can you can overcome it even when it bothers you, and you can fight. Like you know, it's really important with being resilient. Like that doesn't mean. You have to overcome every obstacle. Have it, like being resilient means you're safe enough to, safe enough to feel and overcome without it negatively, like scarring you for life, I <laughs> traumatizing know. for life, yeah. right? Because we're like we're doing a training at work, uh, like different training called in, called building resilient homes and schools, which is like. We're using conscious discipline, which is like turning that phrase of you go to the restaurant with your family and you're a kid and you're kind of like thrown a little bit of a fit because you're a kid and you've got big feelings and you don't know how to express them. And your mom says, oh, my gosh, why are you you're throwing a fit? You're ruining dinner for everybody. Look what you've done. You, you just spilled your soda because you were throwing a fit. Look how you've ruined it for everyone. Right. And putting
1: all the blame on this. And then on this all kid. of a sudden,
0: like you're internalizing that. So right. conscious discipline would in turn instead would notice like good things like, wow, I love how you waited for me to hold your hand or not even I love because you have to notice you waited um, for me to come and hold your hand across the street so that we can stay safe. That's very helpful. And it's great because now we're both safe. Right, you're just noticing. There's no I like about it. There's no any. You're not any. placing. Yeah, yeah. Um, there's no judgment. Right. There's no judgment. no judgment on anything. So what that does is it tells the kid, I did something because I'm helpful instead of uh, instead of like the dinner I messed since, something up. I messed and I'm, something I'm a, up because I'm, I'm the worst. I'm, I'm an f up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, so resilience is it doesn't mean like just being able to. It doesn't
1: mean just being tough. It means right. like getting past or getting. And, Use, working over and around what Right. And it doesn't mean in, out,
0: ignoring right. your feelings about things. It means embracing those vulnerable feelings. So. Right.
1: Like pushing through instead of
0: pushing exactly. it away or something. So the concept can be a little counterintuitive um, as it doesn't like kind of. Align with this idea of mental toughness. Or, like, that's
1: the, tr- I think mental toughness is the traditional, and I think we're basically, yeah, flip the script. Because the traditional yeah. thought about, well, you just have to be tougher. Be tougher. So be tougher. So just, be stronger. Yeah, make, you know, then, running is well, suffering. Then, There's going to be suffering in running. when it's
0: hard, you're like, I'm just not tough enough. I'm just not. I'm right. not. I'm not. You beat
1: yourself up. Right. Because you couldn't work as hard as you wanted to in that yeah. race or that Effort.
0: And so being mentally soft, it's like you embrace this vulnerability, and mental softness is about accepting and embracing that instead of just trying to be tough. Because eventually, if you're tough, if you're unbreakable, you're going to break. <laughs> right. Because people aren't unbreakable. You're going to run into a roadblock that feels insurmountable. So one injury is going to feel like it's the end of the world. Yeah. Or you can get into that type A thinking. We've talked a lot about like food and eating issues. You can say, well, you can start to make correlations that maybe aren't necessarily true. Like, oh, through this tough training, I did drop two pounds. And I did start to see the results I want, so maybe it wasn't the training, maybe it was the two pounds. So I'm just gonna try to drop two more pounds. Or
1: you're putting judgment again, like you're like, "Well, I'm not. I was weak and I ate candy." And right. You're putting judgment on types of on food, and rather than you know, yeah, eating any f- all food is fuel regardless. Like not putting judgment on the kind of food you eat. Right.
0: Food has no moral value. Yeah. Yeah. My favorite thing is I was actually noticing on all the labels of all the food that I eat, all of it doesn't contain any guilt
1: all my food <laughs> is, is guilt-free
0: guilt all amazing it. like guilt is not on the ingredients. because i know list. you have to
1: like be watching out for the gf like for yeah. gluten-free yeah but then to have it all be guilt-free all, it, all is guilt-free. It's amazing
0: like we we had ice cream the other night and brian was like well why did you get so i bought almond milk ice cream almond milk fish food because i, I was Ooh, looking yum. for the frozen i, I was one. looking for the frozen yogurt version because here's why has nothing to do with the calories. It's that regular ice cream makes me really mucusy in the back of my Aww, throat. Yeah, and like I don't like that feeling. with the lactose, yeah. And so, like, I have never liked ice cream because yeah, it makes me super mucusy. So I was like, but I love the way ice cream tastes, and I wanted to have yeah. ice cream. So I was like, let me try another type of ice cream. And what I love is the Ben & Jerry's almond milk ice cream is still the same like fat content yes and like <laughs> calorie or maybe just calorie I didn't look at all the right. nutrition but they're it's really equivalent to the real ice cream so it's still like it delicious. doesn't have that mouth feel I know it's still delicious. It's not it's like so that good. halo top. It's not like sugar free, oh, which is fine if you it's like not that sherbert. stuff. It's not. Yeah. It's fine if you like it. You can eat whatever you want if you like it. But if you're eating it because you like ice cream and you're like, but this is better. No, you're not getting that joy anyway. Yeah. <laughs> I'm the
1: same way. Like I, that's like I've because I'm eating dairy now, and, mm-hmm. but I'm not eating. Um, I don't do regular milk. I don't like the taste of regular milk mm-hmm. or regular ice cream. I still love my like soy milk or oat or whatever, and the ice cream. Oh, yeah. I love the Ben and Jerry's. Yeah, um, I think it's super fatty, calorie-packed ice creams they make that are vegan. Oh, they're
0: the best. <laughs> I d- It did have, like, kind of a weird, like, the um, the almond milk ice cream had, like, a weird first, t- first bite aftertaste to okay. me because I don't generally do almond milk. But after that, I was like, oh, okay, this is great. Yeah.
1: I don't I get the one that they have in the town center. I don't know whether it's Oh no, they at the have ben and them in the grocery. i bought them too, but I don't know if it's yeah. almond if it's almond milk in the town center or if it's oat or soy. Yeah. I don't know. I don't
0: know. It was it was delicious. It's delicious by the either way. way. I love fish food. Fish food's gluten free. The,
1: the cookie <laughs> dough one too is so good. Yeah, uh, yeah. Gluten
0: free. <laughs> Brian oh, loves yeah. half baked. It's his favorite. And of course we we are in the grocery store buying half-baked ice cream in little pint, which would have been perfect when I told him when I was 20 weeks, we need to buy a pint of half-baked Aww. so we can take a picture. That would have been so cute. And he was like... He's like, I don't want ice cream this week. (laughs) And then Uh, four weeks later, he's like, I want ice cream. I'm like, I didn't get my Instagram picture. That would have been so cute. Just
1: take it now and pretend. Backdate it. (laughs) it. (laughs)
0: You're like, oh, this is when you were (laughs) half-baked. Although, I mean, I'm coming close, man. Yeah. Just going to be here in like
1: 14 and weeks. weeks. It's amazing.
0: So, um, all right. So also mental softness. The second, like, point in this article, which I really like this format of us reading ChatGPT. bullet points. <laughs> I love it. Uh, you want to take this one? Sure. So understanding
1: limits. So this is um, part of mental softness is about recognizing and respecting your physical and mental limits. Um, runners can often push themselves into, like, over, you know, we overdo it. We push ourselves Absolutely. into stress and burnout because we don't look at what the limits are. So, this is recognizing that limits and taking a break or slowing down is not a sign of weakness, but it's necessary for our long term success in our health and physically, obviously. And
0: Steve Magnus and Brown Stuhlberg talk a lot in their book. Um, oh my gosh, is I it can't.
1: Peak Performance or the peak um, performance, other one that
0: stress plus rest equals growth. Right, the growth equation. And And that growth equation is so important, and that rest piece is so important for growth, but it's so easy as a runner to get caught up in, if I do more, I'm going to get more. The more I put in, the more I get. And for a while, it works. For a while, it works. And then it really doesn't. And so really taking that rest and recovery really as seriously as you do runs I saw the cutest meme of like a reel of like somebody saying when your coach puts oh like I saw that one. run and they put a pillow on the treadmill I, I love like, yeah.
1: that that <laughs> was so cute run. the pillow yeah. and the blanket and she lays out on the treadmill I'm like, she's she's like, like yes this is my recovery run this is my recovery run <laughs> I love yeah it. take your rest days like Absolutely. and actually recognizing that you're that you need it is mental softness so it's yeah instead of being like I have to run today like power through. Yeah. No, no. Actually, I have to rest today. That's super good for me. And
0: sometimes taking rest days before they're prescribed, um taking them when you're feeling great and they're prescribed and you're feeling great and you're like, "Oh, but if I could only just run 3 miles, I would feel gr- I'd feel even better because I feel so amazing today." No, take that rest day when it's prescribed. When you have 8 miles on the schedule and you need another rest day, push it to the next day take that rest and recovery, be soft enough to understand your limits, be okay, knowing that you are a human and the time is going to pass. And this like short training cycle, you are going to get as long as you do 80% of the training cycle, you're going to get results. That's the other thing. It's not make or break. If you can follow a training plan 100%, it probably was a wrong training plan for you. Right. I mean, unless it's one of mine that, like, literally... Builds in a lot of rest. Yeah, sometimes I'm like... I'm like, "Oh, how much time do you have?" "Oh, you really only have 1 day to run?" "That's fine. Here you go." Right. And <laughs> I can get runners ready on 1 day, 1 day a week of running. Yeah.
1: And it's also like, yeah, like there's a day, there's days where you normally would go out for an hour and you don't have an hour. You've 30 minutes. 30 minutes is the same. It's, oh, it's plenty. So great. And that's I think think people have to break their mindset of like, "Well, if I don't do an hour, it didn't was it it, it wasn't even worth it." Right.
0: Oh my gosh, we used to be that way. We used to be that way. We used to be that way. We used to do doubles. We used to do two one-hour runs a day. an
1: hour in the morning, an hour at night. And if it wasn't an hour, it didn't count. Like, we were so mentally, like, set in that And, like, so our hours were,
0: like, 66 minutes. They weren't, like, 60 minutes. They were, like, always a little bit more. Or an hour and 20. Yeah, they were, (laughs) like, sometimes we would accidentally run eight miles. Right. And we had a hard time holding ourselves back in the moment because it was feeling good. And that does not... More is not better when it comes, especially when you're doing an advanced training plan. Like, you really have to follow the plan.
1: Well, it's not sustainable. Like, it, for, if you're doing that for 12 weeks during a training plan, like, doubles have their place. Yeah. And we've had, I think we've had an episode on doubles. But you aren't going to do doubles year-round. Right. And also, there are times when, for me, a lot of times, like, my because of my schedule and my kids, like, my double was the hour in the morning for New York training. Yeah. And I, I did 30 minutes at night. Right. 20 or 30 minutes. And I had to really...
0: Use mental softness
1: to accept Twenty minutes or thirty minutes. It yeah. took a long time, and now of course it's that's great. I'm I love fifteen minutes now. I'm like ten minutes is great,
0: right? <laughs> the shorter and, the better. <laughs> and I'm excited, like post baby, that my doubles are going to be on the bike. My doubles are going to have to be here in my basement, not yeah, on the and the road. not necessarily out on the roads. And then the and they might be short. And they might also be like walking might be my double, right? Like that's got to be okay too. Like we've talked a lot about how zone one training can really help, and. I Actually, Swap was talking about how they have a new low-volume... Um, low volume training plan that's out for free that Ooh. talks about how to kind of train when you are doing like low running volume. And I think it includes a lot of cross training, but okay. they were also talking how they don't know what to tell people to do in the pool. So I'm going to reach out and be like, oh, yeah. Hey, I'm a swim coach. Let me tell you what to do in the pool. And pool running. Well, pool running, but, uh, like, but, but, too. and swimming. Yeah. But swimming yeah. as cross training. I have to say, though, as a runner, unless you truly enjoy swimming or you have triathlons on your schedule, as a runner, if you're going to go to the pool – a pool run is going to really give you a lot more right, think, than a swim. Than a swim, well, because unless you are an efficient swimmer, mm-hmm. because like learning to swim is really, oh, but unless like swimming something that you want to learn and want to improve at, like sure, it's kind of an upper body workout and a back workout, but it doesn't really build strength, like. It uses the strength you have, but it doesn't really build strength. And so unless you're efficient, you actually open yourself up more to, more to more injuries in new areas because there's other strength training that you need to do to protect yourself when you swim, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. And the shoulder and not doing is, them. The shoulder is not a stable, like, great, joint. strong joint. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, I can see that being,
1: yeah, where, like, it
0: could really go sour yes. fast, whereas your hips are intended like, oh, yeah. for and, movement because we and, are like, poor Pool running, especially as a runner, like, it's essentially, like, you know, they love the elliptical. Yeah. We, I would say, if we could have pools in our house, like, I would probably put, like, a deep water place to run in the water before I ever got an elliptical. Yeah. Like, because, yeah, oh, my God. it <laughs> would be amazing. Yeah, that would be amazing. <laughs> oh, you know what we should do? We should get wetsuits and go pool run in the in lake. lake. <laughs> I mean, I have a wetsuit, but like, but just like out there pool running, like oh for God, April to <laughs> April to November, That'd be hilarious. It says no swimming, not no pool running. It, that's right. We're
1: not gonna put our faces under. They just don't want you to like get the get algae the and stuff. Like, yeah, get the amoebas and the algaes. Oh my God! As long as you don't All put right. your face in the water.
0: This is crazy. So <laughs> this also mental softness also helps you develop self compassion. And being okay with accepting who you are, especially during setbacks and bad performances. This allows you to maintain a healthy perspective and learn from your failures and move on without excessive self-criticism. That's what we've been talking about in all of this. Like, it can be so easy when things are going well. It can be so easy to praise yourself. But when things don't go well, it can be even easier to say that you're the worst. And like, you know, I was talking about the dinner the dinner example when you're a kid it's because that's how we were treated we were all treated as I mean my dad used to literally say one ah shit erases all the attaboys yeah and and that's how we and that's that's how how I was raised like didn't matter I could do a hundred good things but one bad thing would erase all of them I think that's how our brains are built a lot of times that we
1: you know ten you know 10 good deeds get wiped out by one good or like, so yeah. 10 bad perform or, um, 10 great performances, you know, in races and in runs, like you have one bad day and it's, yeah. it's, like, and it's like, I'm worthless. I'm worthless. Why yeah. would I ever do
0: this? And it's funny because in the psycho in the psychology of sal- selling and sales, they tell you that uh, you give somebody good customer service, one person, they will tell one person if you give bad customer service or if they don't like your product, That that person will go tell 10 people. So like negativity is just something that spreads. And so it can be really it can be really difficult. But developing this mental softness can help you kind of see the good in the world.
1: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, So the next bullet would be cultivating emotional flexibility. So in this one you touched on at the beginning, instead of suppressing our emotions, mental softness is going to encourage us to acknowledge these emotions, work through the emotions, not to push them down and say, well, I'm just, you know, I'm weak, I'm whatever. It's to actually embrace that and say, okay, I'm, you know, yes, I'm all of these things. And then allow you to better handle your stress and pressure. And like, not just within obviously running and training, but
0: everything. So I actually saw something on Instagram this morning that was really cute along these lines is the more you feel and express your emotions, the more you're able to label your emotions and work through them. And so, it, I mean, this was in like probably a kid's phrasing kids, you know, Instagram yeah, post, yeah. but it was, I mean, that's really important. So the more you like let Let yourself and let the people in your life, like, express their emotions, the easier they are to label and work through. Yeah, once you can label it, then you can, you know you know yeah
1: work through it yeah. and acknowledge it and accept it instead of yeah. you know having these confusing emotions or whatever and yeah the kids or adults like it goes for both it's really important to be able to like
0: well and address your and emotions. as adults that were raised like in a different yeah. time right. we almost have to reparent ourselves and and learn mm-hmm. the brain states So in Conscious Discipline, we talk about the three brain states. You have the survival state and then the emotional state and then the executive state. And you can't work through things until you're in the executive state. And you're not going to get from the survival state without going through the emotional state to get to the executive state. And so if you never learn to self-regulate, you're kind of going to live in the emotional state. And that's why people – that's why it's so easy to when somebody treats you badly or is having hard days, it's so easy to take it personally. Mm. What did I do wrong? Why am I awful? Like, like, you know. Yeah. Instead of going, they're having a hard day today. I don't need to make this worse. This has nothing to do with me. Right. Like, I'm... I actually say this a lot. I say... I'm not so important that this is about me. <laughs>
1: that's a great. That's a great way to reframe. So when it's not people, you're it's the you're so vain, right? Uh,
0: yeah, like when I am not internalized. So, I am not so important that this has anything to do with me. Right. This has to do with the with other them. person's feeling. And a lot right. of times, it's fear. People tend mm-hmm. to get defensive and they tend to get aggressive when they're afraid deep down of something, of not being accepted or whatever. And so it's an emotional response or a survival response. And the only way to move through things is to get people to the executive state. And that can take time.
1: Yeah. And re, like you said, kind of retraining your brain yeah. as a,
0: a, a person. Yeah. So, I mean... Like, the work that I do for work to, like, help develop these young people has changed who I am as That's an amazing. adult, which is really, really incredible. Um, I, like, I I got to tell you, like, Dr. Becky Bailey of Conscious Discipline, I know I've talked about it a bunch, but we're, like, we're going through this training again at work, and it's, like, so good. She's life-changing. She has the best thing. Q-tip. Quit yeah. taking it personally. Yeah. It's such a good it's um, such a good motto. advice for
1: anyone and like no I think we should all be learning these things that you're learning yeah. even though if we're not in early uh, you know childhood education or whatever because we can
0: all use these same tips. Well, it's because we were raised by parents who didn't have because so you're going to be you're going to parent the way you were parented. You're going to teach the way you were taught unless you learn differently. Yeah. So, it's not that what our parents did was wrong is they didn't have these tools either. So if we want the next generation to be different, we have to learn new tools. We have to change what we're doing. We can't do it the same way and expect different results. That's like the definition of insanity. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. So anyway, um, let's see. So we're up to number five. Number five, building a supportive network. And we talk about this all the time. Your yeah. main community is like... Like, hold on to it, whether it's, yeah. like, you know, an MRTT group online, whether it's an online community or in person, find a training partner, find a training group, find yeah. where you feel like you belong as a runner. Um, our Facebook group can be a place that you belong as a runner. Um, the Jeff Galloway groups, like, local groups, like, find your place. And, you know, mental softness involves seeking and accepting support from, from coaches, teammates, friends, and family. It's about recognizing... That relying on others is not a weakness, but it's a strength. And it can provide diverse uh, perspectives and emotional support. And, you know, that it's so funny because I keep relating all of these things about running because we're talking about this in the sense of running to my own personal life. Yeah. I remember it wasn't until, like, I met my husband I had decided. Or remat him. Remat him. <laughs> but I had decided that I was going to be vulnerable and open yeah. in my relationships. And that led me to get hurt, but it also led me to my husband. Right. Because had I not been open to being hurt by him, I wouldn't have been open to be loved by him.
1: Um, You had to break the walls down to let
0: him in. There was like an Instagram reel early in the pandemic or like maybe even before that was like, are you like super strong, powerful woman who doesn't need anybody? And I'm like, yeah, I am. So you were a child who didn't have anybody. And I was like. Yeah, I was. (laughs) Like, because I had to be strong. Because when I was feeling emotions, I was told, go to your room until you can pull it together and get back out here. So I learned rather than to work through my emotions, to bottle them up. To, oh, I can't share these with people because these are too big. These are too scary. People will not like me if I share my emotions. So. I need to keep them to myself, and my family already doesn't like me, so if they come out sometimes with my family, that's fine, because they already don't like me. <laughs> but that's, that's like, what that yeah. internal script became. And so it's so funny, my sister talks about her daughter. has She's like, she's just like you. She has very big feelings. I'm like, yeah, okay. And she's like, sometimes I have to lock myself in her room with her, and I just tell her. You can have your big feelings, and I'm right here, and I'm not afraid of them. And I'm like, you're such a good mom. Yeah, (laughs) like you're such a good mom. Instead of locking her in a room by herself, right? But sometimes for safety, they have to go to her room because big emotions come out in big ways. (laughs) Right. No, that's so so
1: good, and that's yeah. So you, if you can be vulnerable and then open yourself up, then you can then you let other people, and you have to be like, you do have to be willing to understand that, like,
0: yeah, other people and people are gonna pass judgment. Right. But remember, those judgments have to do with, with their experiences and with them more than with you, with what you're going through. And so if you go, okay, their judgment is not against me. Their judgment is sharing their perspective from their knowledge and experience. So sometimes somebody can say something that might off the cuff feel a little hurtful. And then you go, like, oh, they're actually trying to protect me. They're sharing their experience with them. Tina Muir. In the car. Yeah. I'm talking about my marathon. I'm yeah. about to run CIM and I'm like, I'm so excited. It's gonna be this. Gonna-. I'm gonna she's go be i am I'm gonna, I'm like, I'm gonna run a PR. I'm definitely gonna be Q. It's gonna be PR. Like, if it's this, it'll be this. And she's like, You know, it's gonna be hard, right? <laughs> like, you know, marathons are Her hard. Fears. Like, mm-hmm. I just don't want you to, like, be upset when it feels hard. I was like, Yeah, I know it's hard. <laughs> like,
1: her fears. She's yeah. reflecting, or she's projecting her fears. Yeah,
0: to protect me.
1: Right, to and we all do that, not to
0: burst because, my bubble.
1: Right, we all do that, as you know. Because yeah, again, the fear, fears coming place of fear. That's actually you know this mental softness. is very in line with like you know Buddhist teachings and how like one of the metaphors is is that your thoughts and this could also be outward things people say. They're clouds, and you have to let them pass by. Yeah. Right, they're not they're not the whole sky. They're passing through. And then the other one that um, actually Steve Magnus was talking about was the, or Brad Solberg, one of them was talking about the, you know, the canvas and, and the paint. And so, you know, are you the canvas? Are you the paint? Is what you do in life the paint? Like And sort of thinking about it in different ways where you're not, it's not like this, Every nothing's permanent. Nothing right. is permanent. And so if someone, you know, throws some judgment at you or if you throw judgment at yourself, you're throwing paint on this canvas, you can always paint over that. Yeah, it's not. This isn't like the end all, be all, and like, and we are, you know, probably more hypercritical ourselves. But we're afraid that other people are going to be critical. So that's part of it. Is that we're afraid that someone's going to throw some pain on us, and they're not. Like they don't care. People don't yeah. care. Yolo. Yeah, <laughs> and people really don't care. They're not invested that much in what you're doing. I think it's all. Just yeah, we are fears of what other people might think. And you know what? If people are
0: invested in what you're doing, like great. Your haters be watching you or something. Yeah. I mean, great, you're popular. <laughs> popular. Yeah. You got to be popular. This is the singing episode. I, love I to won't sing. sing.
1: I love to, but I I have a terrible voice.
0: I I have I I like my voice, but I'm sure a lot of people don't. So fine. I love to sing. Um and I will karaoke for hours if if you like If yeah. In fact, we've done karaoke down here with just like me Brian and Steve. That's cool. And I'll literally just, just be flowers. the concert. I like think we'll just switch back and forth between me and the, the yeah. yeah, it's super fun.
1: <laughs> so All right. next, our next um bullet is learning and growing from experiences. So rather than brushing off di- difficult experiences or failures, mental softness encourages a mindset of growth and learning. Understanding what went wrong, how to improve it is more beneficial than toughing it out or like again, pushing it under the rug or t- trying to forget the experience.
0: Yeah, and I think I think if you come into everything with, like, kind of a growth mindset, you're able to see that their, like, experiences, just like food, have no moral value. Yeah. They are just a learning opportunity. And it, sometimes it can take a lot of work and sometimes time to figure out what the growth opportunity, like... What did you learn from that experience? And there's
1: always something to learn. You know, there's always, like, you have a bad race day. You can definitely, you can always take lessons out of it. And that's usually what I try to do when I have a bad race day. You have a workout that didn't go how you thought. Well, it's really easy then to go back and see,
0: well, did I feel properly? Did I start too fast? Was I coming down with something? Did I sleep well? Was it super windy that day? Was it super hot? Was I still consistent? Like, you know, and then there's always good to take out of it. It's not like it's all the negatives,
1: but you can go back and look at actually, you know, what I did really well was this and this and the, this. Yeah. And here's how I'm going to, you know, advance on it next time. And obviously, not just in running, but in. Anything. Life. We can In learn life. so many lessons
0: from any experience. And we touched on recovery um, as well. Mental softness is about balancing drive with recovery and recognizing that rest is part of growth. So finding the right balance between pushing hard and recovering because this balance is crucial for both physical and mental health. Um, and so it's going to help build your resilience over time because we're not a runner Right now, and we're we're not just like a runner just right now, or just for this training cycle, or just through this race. We want to be healthy, physically active people for the rest of our lives. Right. And like the time is going to pass, and you will improve in some ways. Like, maybe as you're aging, your fastest running ever in your life is behind you. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't mean that your fastest running this year isn't ahead of you. Yeah. And,
1: you know, it doesn't mean that you're going to, you're, you're, there's so many other things besides pace that you can go and take away from events and races and participating. And that's actually another episode we're going to do another day about participation. Yes. But yeah, like it's, it's so, um, you know, it is, it's a, the long haul. You're in it for the long haul. Yeah. And so don't make it about how, you know, have to have the best cycle ever because you want to be able to do this for a long time.
0: I mean, I have to say, like, my favorite marathon is um Mountains to Beach.
1: This year. The, this year. The one where we... We ran together. Yeah, ran together. Ran, exactly. Ran together. It was the best. That,
0: and then I loved Richmond, our first marathon that we ran together, like... I, I know I've said this before, like, I almost, like, don't care if I ever qualify for Boston again. I still want to. Yeah. But I would rather run a race with you, missing our BQ, over and over and over again, yeah. than go off by myself to do a BQ. I I love that. Aww. So Same. Because it's so much more Same. fun. Like, you know, it's fun to wear costumes together. It's fun to run together. And I know that it's, you know, fun to push yourself when you're in good fitness, but it's also sometimes just fun to participate. So that's coming up for sure. Yeah. <laughs> so and finding, finding that like little joy in different ways and knowing that, you know, when you're experiencing an injury cycle, when you're experiencing like a different phase of life, like that time is going to pass and you're going to come through it and just having the confidence to know that consistency, consistency and recovery will get you through it. And you will grow because there is stress in – stress doesn't always mean training stress. Yeah. Stress plus rest equals growth. So you're going to grow through everything. Yeah.
1: (laughs) And this, you know, again, like this is different from what we've traditionally talked about before – or not we, but like in the running community, people talk about mental toughness and like grit and determination and perseverance no matter what. And I think like a little bit of grit is – you know, the thing is like a little bit of grit is going to cause – it's going to cause irritation and injuries right think about throw throw some sand in your shoe and like right. really causing like a this a little like, pebble a little pebble in your shoe versus if you can build softness that's going to get you like so much farther yeah. over the, you know over your lifetime versus that little bit of grit might get you somewhere in that moment
0: and i think it's a balance i think sometimes you do sometimes have you do to just tough it out and do mm-hmm. the work and then sometimes you have to say the work's not happening. And so I think that's that's really like a good point to make too. Like let's say you're having a hard workout and you can do it. Like you have to recognize like sometimes your brain will say, I can't do this. I should just give up. Nope, that's not mental softness. Yeah. Mental softness is saying, I'm going to try it anyway even if it's not perfect. My effort is good enough.
1: Right, it's. It doesn't matter what the results are.
0: Yeah, my it's, effort is. My good effort enough. is showing up is, is good, good enough. enough. Yeah, being here in this moment is good enough. Yeah, um, because I think I think we do lose a lot of being in the moment when we have big goals. You know, it can mm-hmm. be all about the goal, and then it's like you were afraid with your Bronco. Yeah, you were afraid that you would get it, and then be like, oh, oh. I was afraid
1: to be let down. I yeah. mean you know it's like a big deal to get a new vehicle especially because I don't get a new vehicle very often every ten yeah. years and yeah, I was afraid that it wouldn't you know live up to what I had built it up in my mind like we the anticipation sometimes is more than like is more exciting than whatever the thing is that you're waiting for yeah um and so that's that's something that is it's really hard to like you know, rectify and like to not build something yeah. up in your mind but
0: it's funny like i um i was worried about that actually with my ring that like yeah. I would be like, oh, it's just a ring. But like I look at it all the time and, and I'm like, like I love, love it. it. Yeah. I love it and like I love what it stands for. Right. And Brian was the one who like convinced me that to I a needed real ring. To have a real ring. Like a real, yeah, like yeah. a big engagement
1: ring, not just like here's a band. Right.
0: And you like it doesn't matter. Right. And it's, it's not, it's like what it signifies that I yeah. like love about but it. It's also you know? so pretty. It is really <laughs> pretty. It is really, it's really So pretty. pretty. Uh and it's it's funny because <laughs> like my mom saw it like this was a while back but my mom was like oh it's a rectangle like like mine because hers is an emerald cut diamond Aww. so it's very funny that like I picked a very similar like shape right even though the cut is different but yeah. yeah yeah so anyway but yeah it's but I was worried I was like yeah. concerned that we would spend this money spend on this money. thing that like didn't matter yeah because like It doesn't matter. No, but like what it signifies does. And like, I think your car, like, I think you were worried, like, Oh, it was this, like, the wanting it was so fun right? that having it would be a letdown. But I think, like, especially doing the Instagram, like, that kept it fun.
1: Oh, I love it. And I, yeah. like, can't wait to, like, take adventures with her. Yeah. And I'm so glad I paid for all the warranties because she already, like, some, the, like, the screen didn't come on the other day in, like, a retrow. So oh, it's, no. it's apparently sometimes if it gets too, if you have it on too hot, just like when your phone wants to shut off. Oh, okay. All these computers and gadgets. Yeah. Yeah. So that's okay, though. That's why I paid for all the warranties so I can get
0: her well, fixed. <laughs> so hopefully you guys will listen to this and take some mental softness into your life and into your training yeah. and maybe read up a little bit more. Um, I definitely recommend both The Passion Paradox and Peak performance. Uh, Peak performance. And they have another new book that I haven't bought yet, but I love Brad Stuhlberg and Steve Magnus' writing together. And I think Steve Magnus has... Uh, some books on his own as well and I'm pretty sure Brad Stolberg does as well but uh, they're they're both brilliant men and like they're like and they
1: have a podcast together Um, they have a couple so the growth equation actually and it shows up as Farewell I guess I don't know if they do you know mini series within their um Within, but they have a podcast, um, "The Growth Equation," yeah. and farewell. So check out there. Steve
0: Magnus has a fantastic Instagram as well. Yes, so definitely follow him on Instagram. He
1: laughs so. about how his Instagram is. He's like, "Well, there's the there's no formatting. I just because he just basically put, it's just like little. It's like tweets essentially. It's yeah. little. Um, he's like, I don't spend much time on the you know. Yeah. He's putting into the content, but not the like visual of it. Yeah, which is totally great. So yeah, check out Steve Magnus. You know what?
0: Done is better than perfect. Yeah.
1: Yeah, you know, and the message is all that matters. Like, that's exactly. what he's, he's giving us, these amazing he's messages the message. about, you know, about training and 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 work. You know,
0: my friend Sarah, like, knows him personally.
1: Oh, really? Mm-hmm. <gasps> they went
0: out on a date. Aww. It was a long time ago. Fun, fun. <laughs> but, yeah, yeah, um, she was down. He was coaching, and she was down doing... I don't know, doctoral research, something like that. She's a she's a neuroscientist. Oh wow! Yeah, I was gonna yeah. say he
1: so, seems so smart. I'm sure yeah. the people he dates or dated are like also brilliant. I mean, this was
0: literally like year like twenty years 15, ago, or something. Twenty years, yeah, yeah it was yeah. a very long time ago. Yeah. Um, oh my gosh, we're so old. It probably wasn't twenty years ago, we but you're probably like fifteen plus. Anyway, right? Yeah, it's fun. <laughs> fun is life. All right. Well, we will let you guys go. And thank you so much for listening to our pod. You can support our pod by shopping with us, rungallowaygirls dot com slash shop. Rate us, subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts, because that really helps. Uh, share leave, a we'd yeah, love leave a review. Yeah. Leave a review. We love some feedback.
1: Send us messages if you want on. Instagram or Facebook, or um, you can email us, um at gmail.com.
0: Yeah, and I will be putting up some – I know I've been saying this for a while, but I'll be putting up some – Training plans because I know a lot of people are training for half marathons. Yes, yeah. spring, which is so exciting. Uh and it's not too late. You can start an eight week plan for a March half marathon yeah. right now.
1: And there's tons of half marathons and in we like April and May. I do too. have an
0: eight week plan already up, but yeah. I'm gonna put together a twelve week plan. Um and yeah, it's Yay. gonna be great. Awesome good stuff yeah Well. oh and actually Beauty Counter has uh, free shipping on orders $50 or more and lip liners launched today so beautycounter.com slash run Galloway girls for that nice but today is it's through the end of January so oh yes you have a week yeah you have a week but just if you're listening to this in not (laughs) January 2024 (laughs) I'm sorry but thank you alrighty for coming back well yeah thanks for listening It's awesome. We love making this podcast. We hope you guys like listening. Yeah. (laughs) Thank you guys. All right. All right. bye. Bye.